If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. If creating a healing sanctuary in your bedroom, getting better sleep, feeling more nourished by having sacred, safe space in your home is really important to you, today we're going to be diving into energetic principles to help support you in creating this healing cocoon and sanctuary in your bedroom. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, Kinder Spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. It's Christina Wooten, Certified Psychic Medium at SedonaMedium.com. And hi, Robert. Hello. I am Reiki Master Teacher Robert Wooten. Hello, hello. We are at the beginning of the year, and this is a great time to just check in, to refresh, to shift your energy a little bit for whatever your aspirations, your feelings, your focus is for this year. It's always good to check back in and make sure that your environment is also supporting that intention, supporting that focus. So this is a great time of year to be decluttering, letting go, reevaluating things, and just making sure that 
you're not hoarding, (laughs) making sure that you are releasing and letting go of things that weigh heavy in your energy, and that it also saves room for you to embrace the things that are important. So as we focus on this today, I thought we would talk about the bedroom, how you can use energy principles, some feng shui and some just general energetic healing principles when it comes to bedrooms to create a nourishing, healthy sanctuary for you and perhaps a partner or a loved one that's there as well. Yeah, because we do so much in our sleep, Mm -hmm. right? We do a lot of manifesting. We do a lot of astral traveling and not to mention the physical aspect of needing to sleep. They say we spend a third of our lives asleep. We're also doing all this other inner dimensional work while we're sleeping sometimes. So true. And so I think it's it's so important to be able to get there because you have to be able to not only get to the place where you can sleep and rest your body, rest your brain, but you have to also get to those places where you're trying to put that energy out there that you're trying to manifest or attract the energy that you want to have. Yeah, creating like a nourishing sanctuary for the sacred vessel that is yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody's like this, this may just be a Christina thing, but I don't think so is the areas in my house that get the most attention are the ones that are public-facing, forward-facing. So, you know, I'm cleaning the living room, straightening the couch cushions, shifting things on the coffee table, trying to not clutter (laughs) the dining table. And I seem to run out of energy or just kind of like, oh, I'll get to it later when it comes to, you know, the private space of the bedroom. And so if this is you also, let's make a commitment this week to put some of these principles in play to really focus on how to create that nourishing, beautiful, safe space for yourself. So I'm going to start by sharing just some tips and considerations and things you should be thinking about. But most importantly, always, it's about the unique energy of your space. And for you to intuitively tune in to your bedroom, to your sacred sanctuary, and listen for what it's telling you. Where does it feel like the energy is out of balance? Where does it feel heavy or stagnant or like you don't want to go to that corner of the room or that space in the room? What feels off? And not just thinking about it visually, but really close your eyes and dial into just the energy of the space. And when you're looking and thinking and feeling in your mind's eye of just the energy of the room, where do you feel drawn to things as being off? As we talk about some of these principles, think about how you can approach rebalancing the energy of that area in particular. That's where you want to be your number one highest priority. But the things that we'll talk about today will give you a nice head start in how you can just reclaim this space as being healing space, nourishing space, sanctuary space. And also, you know, maybe you get a little bit more romance going on there. I don't know. I don't know what you're (laughs) focused on right now, but hey, that's always a good one, right? All right. So let's talk about just some general important things in the bedroom. So in energy principles, what we want in a bedroom is for it to be this quiet, relaxing, very peaceful space. So we want to reduce stimulation. We don't want very, very loud colors. We don't want a whole lot of intense activity. We want that quiet energy 
to be in our bedroom at all times. So thinking about that is this isn't the place in your bedroom to watch the action movies, <laughs> to watch murder mysteries, or listen to, you know, true crime podcasts in your bedroom if that's what you're into, because it's bringing that intense stimulating energy into the room. And even it, when you've left and it's been hours later, it's still going to linger there. It still gives a little bit of a footprint, a little bit of an energy into the space. And the more that you are doing those types of things, the very high stimulating activities in the bedroom like that, the more it's going to keep that young, intense energy mm-hmm. in the room. So think about that to begin with is we want calming, peaceful things happening in the bedroom. And that also extends to the colors that you bring into the room. So what helps with sleep is grounding, is grounding so our bodies can feel safe, our bodies can feel like it can be in this really beautiful cocoon, wrapped up, safe and secure, so that we can drift off (laughs) into the cosmos. Our spirit body can leave, can feel safe to let go, while our body is being replenished and re-nourished. So colors can be really significant. So you want to think about things that are earthy, warm colors, like a nice rich peach color, a tan, a cocoa, a terracotta, a deep chocolate color. All of those are really nice for a bedroom. Sometimes bringing a more tranquil color into the space, like a blue can be helpful, but it's a very cool color. So you're moving away from the grounding. So it really depends intuitively on what your space is telling you that it needs, because that can be different based on the direction of the room and how you're feeling and what your energy is needing for grounding. So all of that has validity too, but just in general, nice, earthy, warm colors. And on top of grounding, A rug always helps to ground a space. So even if you have carpet in the space, want to ground it with another rug. Or if you have a hardwood floor or tile, you want to have a rug underneath the bed because that is going to support and bring that firm foundation. And it's going to help you feel more at ease in this beautiful sacred cocoon that you're creating. Not to mention that in the wintertime when you're getting out of bed with your bare feet. Mm -hmm. If you have a tile floor, it can be a bit of a shock when your feet first hit the floor. (laughs) Good morning! (laughs) Yeah, or if you get up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, you know, it can be a shock and waking you up more Mm -hmm. as you're stepping out of bed and then getting back into bed. Yeah, so I could see a a rug definitely would would help limit that a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of psychological principles in helping our body and helping our minds to feel safe, to feel safe to release and to let go. And a lot of these subtle things add up to really big energies of a space. When you walk in, you go, oh, wow, how relaxing. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, this is a place I'd love to curl and snuggle up. And think about, too, when you look at, like, sleep videos, for example, and there's, you know, a a cozy cabin. I love those. It's nice and dark. And it's a moody space in the sense that it's, darker earthy colors and that's helps us mm-hmm. feel oh it's time to relax it gives us a signal of we're going into the depths of things we can relax and let go 
So reducing stimulating stuff makes a difference, but there's other things energetically that can be really stimulating that we don't often think about. So these are things that activate or have a very high yang type energy, so big, strong life force, active energy. And so there's a couple of things you want to avoid in the bedroom if possible because it brings this strong yang intense energy. So one is live plants and by extension of that also flowers. That brings all this life force energy. So it makes a wonderful healing space. It's great for if you're doing healing work for you to have live plants in that type of area or in a breakfast room where you're trying to wake up, depending on your home's layout and such. But in a bedroom, it's going to subtly bring this yang energy into the space, which what we really need is that quiet yin, that very soft, calming disbursement of the yang energy because we are the yang energy. <laughs> so to have that balance is we need the soft yin. And flowers are an extension of that. Flowers have a nice, very strong yang energy as well. And you can use those as blessings in certain parts of your home, but in a bedroom, you want to avoid it because again, it's going to bring that high yang energy and we are the yang in the space. We don't need extra. On top of that, the other very super stimulating thing is water, moving water in a bedroom area. So if you have an aquarium, if you have a fountain in your bedroom area, it's really best to move that into another space because it is very intense, very stimulating energy, which is great for other places in your home, but not for the bedroom. So think about those things as also being super stimulating as well. I'd say maybe arguably one of the most important things to consider to create this oasis in your bedroom is the position of your bed and how that impacts the energy for yourself. What creates this peaceful, undisturbed space versus something that feels a little bit (laughs) like a hallway. So your door position in relationship to your bed makes a very big difference. You do want your bed to be against a nice firm wall because that's, you know, wall is bringing support, it's grounding, it's foundational. Again, that brings calm psychologically, it brings calm energetically, we can find more peace. But think about where the door to your bedroom is. Or if you have multiple doors, you need to think about this for multiple doors in your bedroom, is if you're to open that door and you draw an arrow from the entrance of the door to the other side of the wall, you don't want that arrow to intersect with your bed, ideally. Now, that may or may not work depending on the environment that you have. If that is the case, you might want to think about some feng shui cures to offset some of that because what's happening is it's like a current. So think about your room as, you know, a a literal that there's a current flowing through it. So if we were to think about it like water, that door creates a really strong current of energy. Even if the door is closed, there's a current that's moving through that area. And so as a result, that's going to potentially disturb 
the sleep or just, you know, it adds this extra layer of things. And then if you are trying to rest and someone walks in the door, it literally is bombarding you with this big rush and flush of energy. So we don't want that. What we want is creating this, you know, peaceful nook as much as possible. So try and position the bed so that the headboard is going against, you do want a headboard ideally, but a headboard goes against the wall and that that arrow of energy is not intersecting with your bed from any of the door positions. That may not be entirely possible, but if you can minimize the impact of that as much as possible, it will help tremendously. Now, I would imagine that is mostly talking about like an entrance door, like, right? So if it's your door coming in your room or if it's door going to another room, probably not so much like a bathroom door or a closet door. If you can honor all doors, that would be great. That's not always going to work. But if you had to prioritize, you know, I would say the closet door has the least impact, the minimal impact. But definitely trying to consider the bedroom door. If you have a door that goes outside to a breakfast nook or patio, Mm -hmm. the door that enters into the room, all of the doors Mm -hmm. are significant or important. But I'd say if you have to choose... I would, you know, not focus as much on the closet door as much as I would those ones that are getting regular use. And you also want to think about general things like decluttering because we want this soft, quiet yin energy to be in our space, but we don't want it so yin that it's like that death energy. It's unhealthy. It's full of the sad energy of, you know, so much of a lack of life force, which happens when we have a buildup of a lot of clutter or unused area in a space. We want to use the space in a thoughtful way, in a positive way, and not as storage. So decluttering is really important and how you treat things is important. So if you have laundry, Ideally, having laundry that's in enclosed in a basket or enclosed, you know, with a lid, that is ideal so that it's containing that heavy old energy inside that basket area, not sleeping on clutter and things ideally underneath your bed. You want that to be a clear space, an open space. So it's just holding its primary function, which is creating rest for you other than you don't want all that energy coming up from underneath the bed and just subtly you're feeling that stuff you're feeling all of it on top of it and bookshelves bookshelves is a big generator of not great energy that saddens me so much (laughs) (laughs) and but it's more about being thoughtful in how you maintain your books we love books We love to read. We love to learn new things. I'm constantly exploring. I just love books. You love books. So we we have more bookshelves, not less. Oh my gosh. We have an obnoxious amount of (laughs) books hidden all over the house. But the reasoning is, is if you're to think about the edges, so every book has several edges to it. So when you're standing in front of something and there's a pile of books, It's all of those edges compounding are impacting your physical body energy. So it's like having these little currents 
of air all. And it's a stressful feeling rather than a calming and relaxing and a peaceful feeling. So ideally, not just in the bedroom, but you do address the energy of bookshelves. And there's lots of different ways to do that, put um, doors over it. Some people put um, curtains over mm-hmm. it. Some people have it in you know cabinets. <laughs> We have ours in, you know, a back area with a lot of shelving. So that's something you can close the door on. But in a bedroom, that makes a big difference, especially in a small space. You don't want to be locked in that room for hours and hours with all of those little edges of energy impacting you as well. So if you need those books in your room, then think about how can you close it off in such a way that it's contained and no longer having all these edges subtly impact you. But any kind of clutter makes a big difference. So you want to, if you're that person that has clothes everywhere and clothes racks or shoes and shoes everywhere, Find another solution for your situation, whether it's packing things up and, you know, moving them back and forth between winter and summertime, doing a big purge or a big cleanse, getting rid of other stuff so you can move things into a different closet. But find a solution for all of the clutter because that is subtly impacting you all the time with all of this current of energy rather than creating that calm, peaceful and restful space that you're really seeking. If you haven't done it already, really sit down in your room, whatever room you really want to adjust or you feel needs a little tweaking as you step into this beautiful energy of 2024. And I want you to sit there and connect with the spirit of your room. What does the spirit of your room tell you? What does it need? What does it want? And also considering what you need and how you can you know, communicate with that spirit of your space to create the type of energy that you need for each room. Thinking about your bedroom, what it is that you want to tweak it for, adjust it for, what you need extra support with, and bring that to this conversation, this moving conversation between you and the spirit of your room so that you can explore more deeply and personally how you can make some of these adjustments and just make a little tweak. Spend 10 minutes a day, every day this week, and just make some adjustments, whatever you feel called to do in your room and in your private space to create more of that healing. And it really in that 10 minutes, over a week-long period, it's really an hour of just making some little adjustments that can make a big difference and pay attention to how you feel when you wake up in the morning and how you're feeling as you're going to bed. Are you feeling more enthusiastic about spending time in the space? Do you feel more calm? Do you feel more peaceful and relaxed? Because ultimately, that's the goal. I want to just thank you for listening and for joining us today. And of course, we're wishing lots of blessings on you for 2024. If one of the things that you want to learn this year is how you can step more into your healing gifts, how you can tune in to the subtle energy body, your subtle energy body, the energy bodies of the environment and how you can influence that in more positive ways, how you can create a higher vibrational energy that continuously supports you in your life, supports your healing, strengthens your chakras, helps you to move more easily in the next level and to honor your health, your sensitivity, and your well-being, then you may be interested in our Reiki classes for this year. We've just released our dates for Reiki energy healing for Reiki 1 and 2. 
our master and Reiki master teacher levels. If you're interested in learning more about how you can begin to channel this beautiful, nourishing healing energy for yourself and for others, or you want to start your spiritual career and move more into alignment with what you feel truly and deeply called to do, I hope you'll join me in person in Sedona. You can learn all about our class dates and all of the details and information on our website at SedonaMedium.com. It's right there on the homepage under upcoming classes and events. And I hope to see you there. All right, everyone. Much love. Thanks for listening. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.